Hey guys, and welcome back to a brand new podcast. Uh, it's the Tabletop. New Hope you guys are having a great week because it's Monday or I mean, whatever day you're listening to They probably this. just had a few hours of a great week at this point whenever you're listening. We just hope your week is great, to be honest. <laughs> Unless you're not looking forward to your week. Oh. That's what we're talking to you about today. And then we have questions why you aren't looking forward to the week. That's right. Uh, today we have a very special guest. Uh, I used to look uh, up to this guy whether to fail used or to? pass my grades. Not oh. anymore. I still look up, but not for my grades anymore. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Go, would you introduce yourself? Hi. Yes, I yeah. am uh, Ming Han's former lecturer, but I don't take responsibility wow, for lecturer. him at all. <laughs> uh, lecturer is a very uh, humble <laughs> title. He was my the dean of psychology when I was in psychology. Wow. Yes. And today he's here. Uh, what do you do now, Doctor Go? So I'm I'm actually the CEO of the Paramount uh, Education K twelve group. So wow. I, we oversee you know international private schools, the real mm. education group, street KDU, kindergarten stuff like that. But of course, when Ming Han, when when you were first yeah. with us, yeah. uh, I was in in help the psychology department there where then, I was for 20 years yeah. wow, so 20 I've been years. Uh, teaching and uh, practicing as a psychologist for the past 22 years now oh my lord and uh, but in education all the while so one of the things yeah. I, I did do was go into companies mm. uh, and I got called into a lot of organizations to look at their work culture mm. issues like stress motivation high turnover rate low engagement rate uh, when staff are not satisfied conflicts stuff like that love like, it. Yeah. yeah because that's what we're going to be talking about today that's good uh, <laughs> I just want to say this. This want to quickly say. I think Doctor Go is perhaps the smartest person who has been into this studio. I doubt that. I currently, feel. yes. I think. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a terrible reflection of the people you've been having in this fun, studio, right? Yeah. Fun fact: Doctor Go knows if our dad. That's true. If that's true. <laughs> Doctor Go knows our dad. How yes. do you know our dad again? Uh, oh boy. Do you really want to get into okay, that? Okay, let's not. Let's leave that for another day when my dad is on yeah, set as know, well. Their dad, yeah. he, he, their dads, uh, you know, were, were um, you know really oh, no. looked after me when I was younger, right? Oh, so, no. Oh, no. Oh, Played boy. football with me. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, let's save that for another what day. A throwback. Absolutely. Okay, so um, why we're doing this today is because um, I, I think we've received continuously, personally, and through mm. the show, through the team, we, we receive a lot of comments and questions from time to time that have to do with uh, the well-being of your life, uh, mental health, and the likes. And I've always mm. stayed away from these questions because as a responsible psychology graduate, you don't answer these questions um, with authority unless you do the research mm. or unless you have someone uh, credible for the for the answers that you give. And I thought like, who else can be more credible than the Dean of Psychology himself? That's uh, so that's, that's why you're here today. Um, but we aren't, to be here. Yeah, we're not going to go too deep into like uh, like this holistically, uh, you know, change your life kind of questions. Sure. But we're yeah. going to be talking about what you just said you do. Sure. We're going to be talking about everything we can uh, that has to do with mental health in the workplace. Sure. Because we don't have to just define workplace as office mm. workspaces. We can also define them as if you're in college and, you know, in a class, working sure. with team members and assignments. Um, but we've gotten quite a bunch of questions around the topic. Okay. And we kind of like, we, we previously did an episode where we just did a quick fire through as many questions as we can. Sure. So instead of like focusing on one specific topic, we're sure. just going to try sure. our best. Sure. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> to, like to fun. Let's through. do it. All right. Um, uh, so, like you said, usually mm. when you go into an, an office, you 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 mm. are hired to at least assess the situation there. What is something that usually stands out as like a red flag? 
Like the most common one. Well, I think when staff turnover rate is high, turnover you know, so rate a, lot of, a lot of staff are leaving an organization yeah. uh, and they're not staying for long periods of time. Usually that's a red flag mm. uh, that, that tells me that something is not quite right with the organizational culture. Mm. And of course, there are other you know, red flags as well. Things like uh, you know, people are not uh, uh, performing very well. Right. So if the organization itself, I mean, usually, look guys, I mean, I get called in when an organization is, is going through challenges and their performance is below par. Oh, so obviously, okay. if the organization is doing very well typically I don't get called in you, you know so so when when the performance is very poor in an organization I, right. I'm brought in yeah. to, to assess it from a psychological perspective to right. see what is the reason for low performance right. you know I mean so is, is it you know because people are not happy you know stuff like that usually when uh, you know you get called in when people leave too much right yes what, what does it mean when people don't want to leave uh? mm. like we, we try and push them <laughs> out so they, they don't want to go home kind of thing that's, like, a, that's a nice problem to that's have, a nice you know? yeah. <laughs> okay no uh, moving on from that. All right. So maybe a great way to start out would be a very common question um, in, in, in life nowadays. Uh, a lot of questions revolve around toxicity in the workplace. Sure. All right. And I think a lot of people have a lot of definitions for this because some people just need to disagree with a colleague and they're like, oh my gosh, toxic, yeah. not good for me. Yeah. What is the okay you guys are hearing this now and here let this be your baseline measurement okay <laughs> correct, correct, correct. what do what is a quote-unquote proper definition for a toxic workplace or a toxic culture i mean i i think that's a really good question because right. the reality is that toxicity in a workplace culture is a very very you know uh you know it, it's a soft subjective you yeah. know, our thing. And, and often it's, it's, you know, due to people's perceptions, you know. So Ooh. I would say that um, a lot of times when I've gone in and people will say, look, my workplace is toxic. I can't stand it. You know, everybody, you know, this person is toxic. Then you often answer, when we go in and investigate and we actually, you know, dig a bit deeper. It's that person itself, right? It, it, oh, sometimes it could be, <laughs> sorry. you know. But, but I, was gonna, coming out. I, I, I was going to say, when you talk to five different people in that same work team or organization, right. hey, not everybody agrees with the fact that Ooh. it's toxic. You know? Revelation number one, listeners. Uh, so, so you're telling yeah. me that toxic isn't a workplace, it's a, it's a mindset? It's a state of mind. Of as a perspective? I, I think potentially it can be. Now, having right. said that, I right. mean, there are features of a toxic uh, workplace, I mean, a, a toxic workplace or negative workplace, so whether it's defined by conflict, you know, lots of Oof. perpetual conflict, right. unhealthy office politics, right. you know, uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, destructive behavior, you know, sabotaging mm. behavior, you know. Okay, uh, yeah. that is outright toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So there yeah. are workplace, uh, you know, environments where it's it's not so subjective because you go in there and it's very clear. You talk to everybody and everybody agrees with the fact that uh, there is a negative, destructive environment at play. You mm. know, and, and people are out there to sort of get each other. People are sabotaging each other. People are out there to sort of de destroy each other's careers. But I think, look, that's very rare, lah, you know. And, and a lot Ooh. of times, a lot of organizations, when you go in and people use the word toxic, in my mind, that's probably overstated, you know. Mm. Uh, the, the fact that... Um, it's a dramatic person. Lah. I, well, I mean, you know, I... I I think it's overstated, like you know. A lot of times, yeah. I mean, of course, there's there's conflict. There's going to be some disagreement. Right. There's always office politics. I mean, there's yeah. no organization in the world yeah. that doesn't have any office politics. So I think, right. Right. I, I think. I, I think it's just about managing expectations that, that a lot of people maybe go into a workplace environment expecting it to be perfect. Correct. Expecting mm. everybody to get along and we all hold hands and sort of sing kumbaya every day. I feel like you know, that kind is of thing. 
but that's not yeah. realistic. Yeah, yeah. right. Which yeah. is also, I mean, yeah. just to kind of like chime in, that's like I think I feel like the perfect mm. workplace is a expectation of a lot of our generation. Especially the new generation. You walk those, in, those that are actually about to enter the workplace, right? They want a high salary, the perfect condition, um, no stress. Mm. And I feel like that in itself, the expectation sets them up for the biggest fall ever. No, when I, they think, did happen. I think you're right. I, I, I think you're right that, I mean, look, we, we work in a, in a age and generation now where there's greater visibility in terms of yeah. workplaces. So yeah. I guess that's what makes our, you know, this generation different from, let's say, 50 years ago, 70 years ago. I mean, your grandparents, parents' generation, where there was... I mean, basically, they only knew two, three jobs. Yeah. You know, and, and you didn't have the internet, you didn't have movies and podcasts yeah, and yeah. YouTube videos about, you know, the hundred other companies out there. And of course, yeah. all of the companies are emphasizing only their positive traits. Everybody talks Correct. about the fact that they're an empowering organization. Yeah. Open they're workspace. Progressive, yeah. Open no workspace. Hierarchy, you know, everybody yeah. wants to work in a Google, Free Amazon buffet. until you're actually there. And then, you know, and then you realize <laughs> yeah. that there is no perfect organization. Yeah. So, so I think you're right. You know, I, I think the younger generation needs to maybe go in with, more realistic expectations about yeah. what the workplace yeah. is. I mean, we always say in psychology that look, people are people. Yeah. And wherever you have people that are imperfect, that yeah. we have our moods, we have our ups and downs, we have our emotions, we have our stresses, we right. have our, all of these imperfections. And you put five of us, 10 of us, 20 of us, 50 of us in the same organization. You're multiplying the imperfections. Obviously. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to have issues. And Ooh, to oh me, that's man. part of working in an organization. So the only way to avoid all of that is Use hey, you open up your oh. own you know, company by yourself in yeah. the basement 100%. somewhere with nobody else. <laughs> yeah. And you don't yeah. hire any staff. Yeah. And that's the only way where you know, yeah, I mean, you, you, if, you're yeah. not exposed to Even this. if you hire a guard dog to well, if you one day the guard dog's just gonna you know a few off and then like wow toxic environment yeah. guard dog you know Absolutely. I mean just basically just get yeah. your tissues for your issues man well, okay yeah you know I think wow this literally links straight straight mm. next to the next topic but okay before we move on mm. just just we give the audience the benefit of the doubt we give them the benefit of the doubt that no you know uh, mm. it's not an expectation but uh, they are in an environment as such yeah. how do you usually deal with environments like this if it's an environment or if it's um, an, an identified few people in the workplace? So look, I, I think if people find themselves in a really negative environment, like, you know, I mean, I'm avoiding using the term toxic because like I said, that's see, really that's, subjective. See guys, that's a, you know, this, but, just want to say, that's a proper what a learned, practice. What a learning <laughs> individual. Guys. Yeah, that's a very no, proper practice. Careful, careful. Yeah. Yeah. You're very careful with terms. So, so, so okay. if you're in an environment where you're very unhappy, mm. you know, I'm very unhappy and it, I mm. think it's very destructive. Uh, I, I'm having trouble engaging with other personalities in there. I feel that people mm. are uh, you know, being cruel to me or, or you know. Uh, I, I think there are a couple of things that, that we can do, you know. Right. I think number one is to realize that I'm there by choice. Yeah. You know, which means that... You can you know, leave by I, choice. I, I can yeah. leave. I, I, exactly, you know. So I think That's right. there are very few circumstances in today's environment where people are really trapped in a single work environment. Yeah. You know, they, they have an option and I think that's that's liberating to remember that I wake up and if I really am so unhappy where I am just, I have the freedom to actually go I, I mean we are you're talking yeah. about there are thousands of companies out there so yeah, I can switch yeah, I yeah. think number two we always talk about understanding being the first step meaning if you've got a boss or a peer or a colleague that is really giving you trouble oh, and, yeah. and problems and, mm. and they are people like that you know that that, that, that lots like of that. tension yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of stress Speed I think, I, I think no. <laughs> well step number one no. All right. Step number one is to understand. You know? yeah. I mean, so why? I, I mean, human beings are, are human beings. There are reasons why they are so angry or bitter. Yeah. Or why are they shouting all the time? Why are they upset all the time? Why are mm. they? Is it 
under uh, is it because they're under stress under pressure yeah. you know uh, because they, they've been uh, you know maybe mentored to, to lead in that particular way right. you know Ooh, that that's the way they react yeah, yeah. Uh, so why aren't they trusting me maybe because you know they've, they've had an experience in yeah. the past before I mean so it's similar to relationships as well in general mm. uh, you know I mean we, we always say in relationships when you've got somebody who is whether they're too jealous or, or too protective or too angry oftentimes it's about understanding where that comes from yeah. and often yeah. it's because of something in the past so I think same thing in the work environment and I think that's freeing as well so there are many instances where we've helped people and, and when they understand their bosses better they understand their peers their colleagues or their staff better I think that's the first step to humanizing them so correct. rather than seeing this person as a problem you're seeing them as correct, a human correct. being so whether yeah. you choose to stay or leave the organization at least then this becomes a human problem this yeah. you know I mean uh, the world is not divided into good and evil people yeah. Yeah. I think that's for comic books and movies yeah. you know we always we always try to tell people that you know it, it's uh, everyone's still a human at the end of the day yeah. everyone's trying to get a job done at the end day mm-hmm. um it's just whether you have the liberty to connect with the human or not yeah you know mm-hmm. and i think if uh i think more often than not if a problem is a manager or someone above you mm-hmm. yeah i think maybe your choice is to just get out you not not many times you can go to your manager and say like hey uh i think you got attitude problem uh, oh. we, we need to talk about it you know <laughs> like well, i mean psychology if you remember <laughs> minghan if you remember if i remember right, you know, oh my we, god we talked a lot about locus of control right Correct. so we say that people should have a healthy external, yeah. local locus of control that that we should identify in any situation Correct. including a work environment what you're in control of and, and what, what you're not in control of so in this situation yeah. you may say yeah i can't control my boss i mean i can't control the fact that he or she mm-hmm. is, is unhappy with me or shouting at me or their management style is different but what i can control is how i relate to them right you know, mm-hmm. how i communicate to them how i i understand mm-hmm. them better understand their patterns better so right. I, I think that, that that's sort of the that's the approach you know yeah focus I, on what you can do you know i'm glad because i've actually used this term before you know and people he have has, me he has talk about the locus of control oh great we have an interesting mm-hmm. twist to our episode today we have actually sure. have an audience sitting at the side here hi friends so you know from time to time we're going to look at over the audience and say, like, you guys have any questions about toxic Please. relationships or oh, i mean means. workplaces uh <laughs> all relationships up to you uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to count to five one two three four wow we'll okay, come back uh, again later we'll come back to you guys in a bit okay moving forward <laughs> moving forward from this is it because these are the toxic yeah. uh, people yeah, I mean, yeah. in the relationship they have no say actually bingo is it do you want me to ask them to leave the room yeah. while yeah, 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 I yeah, feel yeah. your questions they have That's no say in this well. so you know we, 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 we start the day mm. usually with a, with a public beating beating uh, I believe that's the only way to start I think I found the first toxic organization oh my gosh okay Okay. we will go on with that because I like the the way you angled the the topic because sometimes it's not uh, a general thing that you go into a place and you feel mm. it's toxic because of an expectation yep. or a perception and i feel that that really that really ties in with the next topic we're going to talk about uh regarding what is going on in workplaces now we see articles mm. about it all the time we see employers complain mm. about it all the time i'm talking about the entitled millennial <laughs> Uh, fresh grads going into in, into organizations. Yeah. So okay. the, the, I, I don't think it's actually millennials, right? They're probably like... Okay, whatever. These new Gen people Z's. Like, yeah, yeah, Gen okay. iPhones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. So we're talking about the fact that um, because you use the word expectation, sure. um, we're finding more and more people, which this will link into the, the next part, finding more and more people just uh, going in with a very big sense of entitlement, being able to uh, tell the employer like I want this, I want this, and then there's going to be uh, 
obviously there's going to be unhappiness, right? Then it was it's going to spin off one day into like people complaining, oh, we've got a very toxic environment. Maybe this one goes out to the people, uh, mm. I mean, for you guys who are listening and thinking about applying for a job, sure. what are the effective healthy steps immediately from that get-go when you approach a job? I mean, you can talk sure, about from sure. both ways, the employer or the employee. Yeah, yeah I, and I think that's the best way to do it. So I think in any kind of conflict situation or mm. situation where we are having tension with somebody else, it, it's important to see things from two perspectives. So maybe yeah. I'll answer it from this, uh, you know, in this way. I think from the employer's perspective, there is... There needs to be a realization and many, of course, bosses tend to be, whether mm. it's Gen Ys, if they are a bit younger, mm. or Gen Xs, I think the majority of them are Gen Xs and baby boomers. And they need to realize that obviously the culture has changed, you know. So I think speaking as a Gen Xer myself, I mean, often when we talk to CEOs or, or business leaders, we say, look, I mean, like it or not, you need to accept that the younger generation have different expectations. Different needs. And, and if you want to attract yeah. the best talents and the best minds, then mm. look, your, the workplaces can't resemble that of the 1960s or 70s yeah. or 80s. So I think from their perspective, they need to also, uh, you know, affect a shift, right? So they can't be running it like 20, 30 years ago, the way they communicate to staff, mm. the kind of benefits they offer, the kind of environment, communication, mm. decision-making uh, processes will need mm. to be more egalitarian, more open. Mm. And, and I think that that's not necessarily a bad thing. And so that's not about removing the challenge and the toughness in the workplace, mm. but it's about saying, look, the way we communicate and the way we work together might be a bit different. Mm. I think from the other perspective, I think Minghan, as you pointed out, the, the employee coming in also then needs to meet the employer halfway and to say, okay, look, I, I, the workplace is certainly not university or school. And mm. especially, I think, uh, millennials that, are, that have come from schools or universities that have been very protected environments mm. where, you know, I mean, everybody's just nice to one another and, you know, lecturers mm. and teachers don't really, you know, maybe scold you or rebuke you or, mm. or you know, give you, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think very upfront kind of feedback, you know, mm. everything's very positive and very gentle. Then, then obviously coming to a work environment can be a root shock, you know, because suddenly you're in, a, in an environment where, you know, uh, every week, every month, it's about survival of the fittest. It's about meeting timelines, deadlines, yeah. you know, financial targets. If not, the whole company goes bankrupt. Yeah. And, and I think in a global environment, I, I don't know whether, I mean, you took my industrial site class. And oh if you remember the, in, the introduction to that, I did talk about the fact that, I mean, the world has become such a competitive place when it comes to business. Yeah. You know, so so yeah. the majority, I mean, 70, 80% of businesses go bankrupt within the first one or two years. So yeah. literally you're talking about everybody is just fighting to survive. And so I think the new employee coming into a workplace environment needs to immediately you know, grabs the gravity of that, huh. that you're no longer in an environment where, hey, look, mm. if you fail and nobody meets targets, it's mm. okay, you know, you get a C- minus and you, you know, do the next semester. I mean, it's not mm. university anymore. I mean, you fail, people lose money, the company may go bankrupt. Yeah. Mm. You know, and, and, and 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 people may lose their jobs. Mm. So, I mean, you, you've got to understand why people are in a high-stress environment. It's, it's not stress for the fun of it. It's stress because it's yeah. tough. You know, business yeah. is tough. To keep a business afloat is tough. Yeah. So, I think um, I think if the, the new employee joining the organization understands the urgency and understands the fact that, you know, things will be challenging and it, it's not Disneyland, you know yeah. I mean? It's not joining it's, an amusement park and yeah. it's not going to be fun every it's called, day. It's called work for a reason. Reason. 
Absolutely. You're, you're interviewing you know. for a job, not for a, a, a playtime, fun time kind of thing. But it, you yeah. know, it sounds ridiculous, but it is mm. what it is. Yeah. I think just to kind of like touch on the point that you brought up, how I guess a, a new generation or just sometimes employees or new employees are not in the mindset to understand the stresses that mm. the uh, employer has sure. uh, for running a business. And I think there's a trend uh, in today's um, generation Ooh. of oh, people yeah. and, and young people that everyone wants to be their own boss. Sure. Right, everyone's uh, jumping off from the corporate world. Everyone's jumping off from their nine to five to become the the boss of their own company, right? Uh, which is not wrong, because I mean, sure, in that sure. sense, we're it's also nice doing that, be, right? It's nice to think about yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But but um, I think there's. Uh, I also feel like I really feel like today's conversation kind of like boils back to expectations, right? Sure. Like you don't like your responsibilities and set of rules and works that you have to do in, in, in your office space, you feel like, I don't know what, I, I can be my own boss, I can do better. And then you come out and then you huh. open up your own business and you realize that that's, it's tough. Man. It's really it's tough, tough, right? Yeah. I, and again, I think there are a lot of issues here and it's important that, you know, I mean, you know, we don't confuse them. Like, you know, on one hand, yeah. I, I think the generational effects, so you're talking about millennials, Gen Ys and Gen Zs, mm. they're obviously coming into a work environment with a very different context. So they are in a fourth industrial revolution context. They are oh in a context where things are faster, yeah. where, you know, things like I see are more egalitarian, meaning they are more assertive, which look, all yeah. of these things are not bad things, you know. Yeah. So the, the speed of which they expect things, you know, the speed in which they expect to finish work. I mean, uh, I mean, they are used to, a lot faster cycles than, mm. than you know the gen gen X's or baby boomers. I think the idea that they are a bit more assertive, maybe a bit more upfront, a bit more you know forward with a hey, look. Th this is what mm -hmm. I like, and I want to communicate that clearly. Yeah. I rather not tai chi around for three four months. If I want something, I, I want it. <laughs> yeah, right. My point is, these are not necessarily bad things. Right. It's managed well in a work environment. Now that's different from I think the entitled youth Ooh, here that comes in and says, look. I where's my corner office and where how come you know my car park isn't next to the building and why am I earning five thousand ringgit from the get go and right, I want this and right. I want that and right. I think these are two different things you know so I think like I say there are some there are some you know good effects of the new millennials because my point is they are speeding up the work environment in yeah. a good way I mean all of these huge tech companies the large movers shakers in the Fortune five hundreds a lot of their momentum comes because the new millennials are coming in like yeah. a blood transplant and they are saying hey look we want this and we want things faster and they are improving the work environment yeah. mm -hmm. right they are improving the, the 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 work cycle on the other hand I think there are some elements and look it's not everybody la. look I mm. mean. Oftentimes, I think what two of you are talking about, you're not talking about, you know, the people from impoverished backgrounds that are still born today, that are still hungry, yeah, like yeah, your yeah. parents' generation, still yeah, unfussy, yeah. still willing to work for nothing, you know, yeah, yeah. work long hours. I think what two of you are talking about are maybe the upper upper middle income class mm, of yeah, people yeah. who are coming in and they're saying, look, you know, maybe my parents have spoiled me and I've got everything I wanted <laughs> ever, right. ever, ever, right. you know, and, and therefore now I'm in a work environment and I'm wondering why aren't I getting everything yeah. I want? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I, I agree. I think that's a legitimate concern and so I think my message to them is to say, yeah, you know, I mean, look, you need to grow up. You need to suck it up. You know, yeah. this is work. You're an adult now. Uh, and it's not just work. This is life. Yeah. You know, you need to realize that in the real world, you're not going to get everything you want immediately. A lot of things you need to fight for. And it a lot of things, work. and a lot of things yeah. after even you fight for, you're you not going to get, get everything. Yeah, yeah no, you know. True, true. And, and so I think, I think it's about growing up and the reality of, of the yeah. real world. Uh, but like I say, that doesn't mean, I mean, th this is not an anti-Gen Y, Gen Z message. Uh, no. This is about saying, you know, I mean, uh, if you are spoiled <laughs> yeah. or protected, it's about growing up, you right, know. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I think yeah. but these expectations are good to set because I think a lot mm. of we're mm. not going to talk about it today. I think mm. a lot of uh, basically depression, uh, a lot of disappointment and frustration, they all stem from having very high expectations, like you said, very high yeah. entitled yeah. expectations of work. Yeah. Um, and if you don't deal with that, and if you don't yeah. you don't come to terms with yourself, like you know, you might not get what you're working for. And because if everyone goes in mm. and gets whatever they want, what is this world actually? You yeah. know, it's it's yeah. not. Is it? That's an ideal yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, but if you go in with the expectation, the saying that you know what, I'm just going to do the work, yeah. and I'm going to do the work well. Yeah. I think that immediately shifts the focus yeah, of yeah. like I I do I want to do the work and I want to get paid well. You know that that, that expectation. Yeah, and, and the idea that I mean all of these are what two of you are, are talking about. Mm. These are good work ethic and values. There you go. And they are a whole bunch of them. So you know you've talked right. about. The, the value of hard work, the idea that right. things don't come easy, that some of the most worthwhile things in life, right. whether it's projects, whether it's starting a company, whether it's completing a movie project or whatever it is, these things are hard, you know, and, and you do them because they are hard, mm. not because they are easy. I like the fact that you brought that up because I mm. think the, the I, I don't know whether this is the last part of it, but I would sure. like to spend some a bit more time on this. Mm. Uh, we're talking about the fact that uh, we want, I mean, people nowadays go in with expectations. One thing, mm. uh, we talked about it earlier, uh, happy every day, feel the passion, I love this kind of thing. And you termed it the work-life satisfaction. We, we talked about this before the sure, podcast started, sure. right? Um, I, I think they are realistic entitlements mm. and as opposed to unrealistic entitlements mm. um, but let's wrap this this part up with saying that whole um, mm. another big question we get uh, how do I know this is my passion sure. okay to, to me just to set the baseline right I think because we've been very very blessed we are we've had the chance to pursue this yeah. quote unquote passion the realistic a story to this is we never knew it was a passion sure. and until it kind of like really worked out and I guess sure. the emotions built onto it the skill and the craft and the, the, the amount of work we put into it built on it um, but we we also get because of what we do uh, a lot of people ask how do you know if you're finding your passion and I, I think it's more more often than not linked very wrongly into workplace satisfaction because there is an assumption that you have to be passionate about your job I, then again I'm not saying that this is wrong or right but there is an assumption where sure. you have to be passionate about what you do mm. um, or you're just going to be working mindlessly again it's how the question is angled um, but there's a very big saying if you I, I, I really don't like this saying but okay. it's a saying uh, if you don't build your own castle, you're going to help someone else build their castle. And what's wrong with <laughs> that? And, 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 and I've always, my, like, even yeah. at, at the risk yeah. of it, because we're building our own castle over here, can you imagine a world where every one castle just has one person in it? <laughs> you yeah. know? Can you imagine how ridiculous that picture would look? I, um, I, and, and I think <laughs> that that comes down to, again, I mean, that's a slightly different question, but that, that's right. the, right, the right. fallacy of ownership equals happiness. La. Yeah. You know, mm. the fallacy that if I don't own it, if it's not mine, if it's I not under my bank account, I can't enjoy it. And I mean, you think about it. I mean, we yeah. travel the whole world. You go to Rome, you go to Paris, you go to all these beautiful places. You don't own any of it, but yet we take so much joy and pleasure from just being, being there, there yeah, and yeah. sharing the experience so I, again I, but coming back to the idea of right. happiness and passion right so often you know when when i was you know lecturing in university i used to give yeah. students sort of this rule of thumb and say look when you're going out for jobs it's the 60 40 ruler right so yeah, i said look, if 60 percent of the time in your 
job, whatever it is you're doing, mm. you you have this level of satisfaction or meaning or 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 contentment because you feel you're doing something that fits your strengths. Mm-mm. Your talents as well as your interests. So there are two things: huh? yeah. talents and interests. Oof. And so we say sixty percent of the time, if what you're doing yeah. in your job fits that, that's really good. I mean, you should stay. <laughs> that job is a keeper. You this know, you should be so happy. All right, sixty percent is just a little yeah. bit more than half the time. Yeah. So need a bit more. In fact, 50, 50 50 is already very good because, look, I mean, the <laughs> majority the of the world's population, I mean, you know, maybe they are in their yeah. 20s or 30s or maybe even zero. Yeah. So I would say 60% of the time, if you're doing something that, that you know, you really like and enjoy and, and it fits your strengths and mm. talents, then great. And 40%, mm. the expectation needs to be that. 40% of your job is not going to be that fun. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, so for example, a lot of teachers, they enjoy being with their students, they wow. enjoy teaching, but they don't enjoy marking and preparation. Yeah, so during the holidays. That, that's 40% yeah. of the admin work, but I mean, you, you could just have to suck yeah. it up and, and push through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I would say most jobs are like that. And, mm. and I think that's an example, you know, I mean, when you mentioned Ming Khan earlier about mm. that, that's an example of a realistic expectation. So, yeah. I mean, if you're going in there and you're thinking, look, 99% of the time, I my expectation happy. is I want to be, you know, happy. doing stuff yeah. that is fun then then to me look it's not that it's impossible but right. chances are high you're going to be disappointed with most of the jobs you're working in mm. so i think 60 40 you know that's great anything beyond that 70 30 then hey that you're already exceptional yeah. <laughs> uh, and 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 50 50 that would be about i would say the average no you're, you're right yeah. you're right because we live in a time and era where like you said there's a lot of transparency across everything right now you get like with mm. a click of a button, you get look into this company, you get look into that company. But mm. more often than not, people like to mm. to publicize uh, successes, to publicize yeah. uh, things going it's the right. Facebook phenomenon. Yeah, right? yeah. and 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 if you really wanted to, like, yeah. I want to just put an exaggerated estimate, yeah. right? Hundred percent of the time, you're seeing a hundred percent of happiness online. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that Instagram, gets, Facebook, because yeah. they're only posting positive things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, te- technically, if you want to post yourself crying on Instagram, I have more questions for you than answers, to be <laughs> honest. But I think that expectation yeah. then moves into that whole mm. sixty forty rule where mm. you're not you're not going to be fulfilled and passionate every day of the week no, no, no. or month or year. Good days, bad days. Yeah, yeah. There, there has to be, yeah. there has to be some part of it where it feels like work. Yeah. And what, yeah. I mean, on that point itself, why do you think, um, I, I, side question, our parents' generation, like yeah. even like uh, my dad uh, or his dad, yeah. uh, we just went a whole, through a whole Not topic. Not that he was unhappy all the time. I mean, no, exactly. <laughs> Not, right? Um, but I understand your yeah, point. You know yes. what I mean? They, I get your point. I, I, I remember talking to a friend about this and this friend changed mm. three jobs in the span of three months. Okay. You know, and if you think about it, like back in back in our parents' generation, right? You live and die in a job, man. Yeah, I've never really heard much but like you know what I'm not happy with this place I want to move on to greener pastures they would stick to they would stick to one job and do it and do it well what is what has happened do you, what, what do you think has happened to like you know tip that scale into this paradigm that we live in now I think the difference is there are options like you know so <laughs> again I yeah. think we need to be fair I think yeah I think we're more aware of the options it, it, now. It's 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 good that we look up to our grandparents and our parents and right. the fact that their work ethic was different. You know, the fact right. that they persevered with jobs a lot. I mean, you're talking about the fact that their forbearance with stress and unhappiness was mm. maybe a lot higher than than we have. And I think so. It's right that we praise them, but at the same time, we have to understand they were living in a context where there weren't options. Mm. And maybe if they were given the options that they we have today, have I mean, mm, it yeah. doesn't mean they would have. You know, uh, you know, they're all saints. 
and they would have just stuck on, uh, you know. Yeah. So I think a lot of them would have changed jobs if they were given options. But in those days, I mean, yeah. you, you didn't change jobs. I mean, right. you you were a clerk or you were an admin staff, and and you basically worked your way up for thirty years in the company, and you know you stuck by the company, and the company stuck by you because in those days there wasn't retrenchment and stuff like that That's as well. True, yeah. So so that idea of is it was like a marriage line. The old days, mm. I mean, you sort of stuck with one another, and I think we have to accept the fact that we are living in a different time. So again, yes. I think we need to be realistic to say that um, you know, we, it's not realistic to expect Gen Y and Gen Z to act in the same way as our grandparents. Yeah. Because like I say, the world has changed, you know, and they mm. shouldn't, you know. So so at the same time, we are saying, yes, they should toughen up. It's good to have a strong work ethic. You know, I mean, at, at any sign of challenge, it doesn't mean you leave, you bail out. Oh. You need to toughen up. The resilience needs to be there. But at the same time, it's not a bad thing that, you know, as a younger generation, you've got options. So, of course, if you're in an environment that is abusive, where you've got I mean, bosses or organizations that are really, you know, literally abusing you. So, that's yeah. different. Uh, that's no longer challenge yeah. anymore. That's just downright <laughs> abusive. abusive. You yeah. know, I mean, that, that's slave okay. labor kind of stuff. Right. You know, Love underpaying, it, you know, overworking, you know, and... Right. and uh, so I think in a genuinely difficult environment where you're not happy and you've given it a go yeah. for a couple of months, two, three, four months, but it's apparent that no matter what you try, you're just unhappy there. Mm. I mean, we are not saying, you know, soldier on. We are saying, look, there are options available. Yeah. Yeah. It's important that, you know, you find that 60-40 balance. So, I mean, of course, if it's 10-90 and you're miserable 90% oh of Lord. the time, then, yeah, get then I think three yeah. of us are, are certainly, the message we're not sending is, yeah. hey, just soldier on and yeah, suck yeah, it yeah. up. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, in three, four years time after you've fallen into deep, dark despair yeah. and sort of jump off the bridge, you yes, know what I mean? Yes. So, obviously, we're saying you, you need to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And if this is not working out, you do live in a world where there yeah. are options and mm. it's okay to explore options, mm. you know? And, and it's important because that's, that's the reason why to me, the competition is is good and important. The fact that things are transparent, that you mm. can read, you know, employees, mm. you know, uh, just like TripAdvisor, the employee versions of that, yeah, where yeah. you can give feedback means that abusive employers can't hide anymore. And mm. that's a good Ooh. thing, you know? So on the other hand of the ledger, I mean, we are talking about employees being, you know, less, you know, maybe less entitled, toughen up. But at the same time, employees also need to mm. wake up to the fact that just like hotel managers or restaurant owners, you can't hide anymore. Yeah. If you're offering bad service, if you're offering a bad environment, a toxic environment, you know, if you may. People will then, know. Then, I mean, people will find out, you yeah, know, you, yeah. you can't hide anymore. And that's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's do some uh, quick questions from the team. Excellent. Okay. So, um, wow, let me see some of this. Okay. Uh, actually, this is quite an interesting question. So, uh, Danny has a question. Danny is sure. actually the, the lead sales and marketing guy. We, we've experienced a recent job sure. where a Japanese company sure. actually assessed uh, uh, who will get the job okay. by assessing the, the, the mental health condition of that agency. So okay. it actually it actually didn't really matter if yeah. you had the best idea. Okay. They wanted to know if that agency was actually doing well, cool. like like mentally. And that's that's an interesting that was an interesting twist actually. All right, so um, I think that's smart. I, I think that's very innovative because you see. As you as right. you know, a lot of agencies the turnover rate is very very high. Yeah, so I mean, yes. you you give them the job, you know, after six months, the the people servicing you are no longer the all, same, all and, one, and yeah. people don't like that. Right. So I think by assessing mental health, stability, job engagement, actually that's a very smart way to say, mm. look, I I just want to make sure I'm working with a stable organization right. where people are happy to be there, and you know, yeah, yeah. Right. I think that's good. Okay, I'm going to try and mm. paraphrase Danny's question. Sure. Um, okay, Danny is asking from a point of mm. let's say you are a leader all right sure. when you are working with people under you what are some key indications like how 
how do you deal with i guess how do you know if uh, mm. and how do you help if you the people working under you have an issue with mental health like what are some telltale signs that uh, that pop up or like because formally you know formally in a company yes mm. the only thing you can do is hey go take a break Sure. take some leave sure. so on and so forth uh, I'm also like I, I guess to chime in mm. um, how would you be more sensitive to the workplace environment if you're in a key role to, to know that your team is undergoing this kind of thing mentally well I mean okay let me let me approach that question in two ways like, I think right. number one uh, there are occasions where when mm. somebody is going through mental health issues, so whether it's acute stress, mm. mental breakdown, maybe even depression, mm. that the team or the bosses even may see some telltale signs. Sometimes, yeah, eh? yeah. sometimes you see signs, you know, I mean, the appearance, how mm. they're behaving, erratic speech, mm. you know, uh, you, you see a, a sudden change in their personality. So they didn't used to be like that, but there's a sudden shift. And, and these are sort of all red flags and danger signs, right? Mm. Uh, um, but I want to also say uh, that there are a lot of occasions where mm. uh, you don't see the warning signs. Mm, yeah. And that, that's why, you know, there are a lot of workplaces where true tragedies mm. will happen. So whether it's a suicide um, that happens because of depression and right. then everybody sort of the morning after all looking around saying, but I mean, did you see anything? Did yeah. you, I mean, we didn't yeah. see any mm. signs. I mean, he seemed to be happy. He was just joking around. He was, oh. you know, in happy hour with his last night and then this happens. So mm. I think at the same time, there are many occasions where people keep their mental health issues very well hidden, yeah. right? So whether it's depression or whether it's self-harming or whether it's an eating disorder or whether, you know, it's something like that. So I, I think it's important to also understand that. Okay. And, and therefore, one of the, the key things we tell employers is to say, how do we create an environment in your organization where employees feel a bit more freer mm. if they are going through whether it's a difficult time or a personal problem or a family problem or a mental health issue they feel brave enough and courageous enough to be able to approach you or somebody mm. uh, one of their direct lines managers leaders mm -hmm. because in this company we don't punish people who may be going through a difficult time mm -hmm. you know so so i think that that's a major part of that question how do you create an environment where people don't feel scared to reveal it right. because if they feel scared to reveal it because i mean every time you know i mean they show a sign of weakness they're sidelined they are immediately yeah, put a yeah. cold storage, you know, they're, 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 you know they're, all of the yeah. major projects are taken off them because nobody trusts them anymore. So, oh I mean, boy. if that, that's an environment, then of course, everybody's going to be really good at pretending, okay. you know, to be strong. So I think it's about an allowing, environment allowing that allows that, vulnerability yeah. Yeah. that says, hey, look, you know, I mean, if you're not, you're going through a tough time and all of that, that's right. fine. We help you through it, you know, and, and, and we find as all a right. work culture, we find ways to actually help you deal with it rather than, you know, we throw okay. you under the bus kind of thing. I'm going to try to, we're going to try and yeah. breeze through some questions. Sure, sure. All right. Um, I want to, uh, there, are some, there are some uh, questions that have mm -hmm. to do with, uh, I, I would think a big question would be, should I stay or should I go? It's sure. under that team, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, a lot of questions that, I mean, the team are like, there's a, Brian is being very nice and doing anonymous questions. Thanks, Brian. Um, we're just going <laughs> to go to anonymous questions. That's good. I'm going to try and compile them together because Please. I think, I think because Please. we've had the benefit of... Uh, Who would like to go? Put up your hand right <laughs> now. <laughs> right, you know? uh, we've, we've had the benefit <laughs> okay. of, um, we've had the benefit of like uh, not working in a 
quote unquote corporate structure. So mm-hmm. uh, our real world assessment to what is being what's happening out there is a bit different. Sure. But I think this is something that anyone could, uh, I guess, sure. anyone sure. Uh, could experience. Okay, um, um, I'm gonna try to paraphrase again, but I might just read it. Okay, so I enjoy working. Okay, I enjoy the team, colleagues. Yeah. But what if the employers can't provide the salary or benefits that I think I should be getting? Sure. Is this asking too much? Or should I consider leaving for financial reasons versus great people and growth opportunities? And I think, look, okay, I, I it's a really difficult question to ask, but maybe I, I guide them in this way, right? Okay. I think it starts off with then knowing what is really important to you in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things now, I mean, in with university students, even actually with younger kids, when we start talking about career guidance, mm-hmm. we say, look, before you talk about jobs and what career you want to do and studying and all that, take a step back. The more fundamental question all of us need to ask ourselves is, actually, what do you want do you in want? life? Yeah, you know? What makes you happy? All right, so what makes you happy? And, and, yeah. and I think the way we answer that question then informs the answer to this question. Correct, so, correct. so there's no right or wrong one. Uh, look, I mean, so yeah. one way I could answer it is say, yeah, look, you know, I mean, I've set certain targets for myself in my life. Yeah. Uh, for example, I, I'm just making this up, by the way. So I, for example, person A may say, look, uh, I want to travel in my life. So I've made it very clear that by the age of 35, I want to travel the whole wide world mm-hmm. and that's going to make me happy. Correct. I'm very clear that that's my 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 life goal. Correct. Now to do that, I've come mm-hmm. up with a budget of how much it will take to do this. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so I need how many thousand ringgit or whatever it is right. uh, of safe income so that by 35, I want to be able to you know take six months off and travel mm-hmm. the whole wide world. So I mean, fair enough. So somebody... Who, you know, answering that way may say, well, my current job doesn't give me this salary. So nothing wrong. Goal. I'm not blaming yeah. the organization. Yeah. I mean, this line right. of work doesn't give me what I want. So I need to pick option C, D or E uh, for jobs or industries. I might have to change industry, you yeah. know, that will give me this because that that's sort of their right. salary scale. Yeah. Right. And, and so I may not enjoy the job so much, but you see, you know, the job may not be the major part of your life goal. Mm, but it's the, the job, means to get yeah, to your life exactly goal. so for some people you know so that's why I, I you know I reject that passion argument like, you know? so some people yeah. say look you know you know what the only job you, you should take in this <laughs> life the only guideline is choose yeah. your passion and I say look you know what sometimes yeah. that's the case sometimes you're fortunate enough where your passion and interest and talent and earning potential all come together but that's coming from a very privileged position mm. you know you have to understand that's one two percent of the world's population yeah. the rest of us don't have such you know a privilege which means that you, you're going to have to pick so some people to them the job itself is not the life goal yeah. that's not where they get their sense of fulfillment it, it's about family it's yeah. about traveling yeah. the world it's about you know I want to retire when I'm yeah. 35 and yeah. just go and live you know and open up a farm somewhere and that's it wow. you know so to my point is so be clear about what you want in life correct, correct. and I think once that's clear then a lot of other questions you're asking become clear you're right. yeah. you know so I think a lot of people struggle when they've not got that fundamental question right, right. so that's why they're going through their whole life sort of a bit yeah. blur and under think- stress because they don't really know what they want yeah. in life. I, I think the best part of what you're, you're talking about is like it actually mm. really goes back to the whole premise of why mm. uh, I think work counsellors or psychologists do what they do most of the time the questions that they ask isn't the problem it's actually why are you asking the question and it, it all mm. comes back to do you really know what you're looking for yeah. like do you know either what you're looking for or do you really know what you're going through yeah. because you're right I think I mean just saying if this was an anonymous question from our team sure, sure. to be honest right I personally also feel that uh, if, like, quote unquote, it would be very unfair as an employer to say that if your family is going through a tough yep. time financially, yep. 
logically there is no way for me to give you special benefit yeah. to increase anything you're doing sure. i would i would even if it was me sure. think of a way to figure that out yeah so yeah. is that does that have anything to do with your passion no yeah. does that have anything to do with loving your colleagues no yeah, it yeah. is a situation that you're in so yeah. i guess it, it does really depend on do you know what you're looking yeah. for at any given time all right let's try and move on to the next one sure. i like this one because it has to do with a quote-unquote passion okay? okay i feel stuck and stressed in my current job should i rethink what i'm doing and possibly change my career role. I I want to I want to highlight this because sure. I have a lot of friends who sure. give up really fast. Sure. Um, they go in they go in maybe for a month or two or three. Mm. You know what? This job isn't for me. The mm. minute they hit this first speed bump, right? Yep. But then I want to broaden the question a bit. Like let's say this person has been stuck or stressed for I don't know. No one gave me any sense of frame yeah, time five frame months, here. Six months, one yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, who's yeah, the. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. I do feel that more often than not these days this question comes up very early yeah, yeah. Um, should they rethink what they're doing and possibly change their role I mean so I, I would say yeah you're, you're right uh, Mingan I mean give it at least six months to a year like, you know mm. I mean I, I think you need to give time for you know to, to really get a sense of a job of an industry before I think we make judgments about is this a yeah. good fit for me yeah. and and I, I think you're right sometimes we do react very quickly now of course having said that uh, you know th there's no real rule that fits all because I, I can think of instances where very very quickly we could find out that this job is not for me yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, so yeah. we go in there and we're going okay look you know it doesn't meet any of my strengths and talents and why not? very yeah. quickly within then a week it's even a bigger case. question yeah, exactly. why did you interview, why did you for, interview this? for the yeah. job in the first place so okay. sometimes we're not doing our research but right. so I would say like I mentioned before, I mean, using the 60-40 principle, you know, mm. maybe use that as a guideline, but give yourself some time because some of the things you're struggling in right now, it doesn't mean that this situation is static. Yeah. Mm. You know, weaknesses that I'm going through now could be because I'm new to the job, yeah, I'm new to the organization. Some, yeah. There mm. is a learning curve, you know. So we always say that at the beginning, everybody struggles the majority of the time because mm. you're starting at the bottom. You know, you're learning a lot of things. So, uh, like you say, I think the risk sometimes is if whenever we hit the speed bumps, yeah. we give up. Chances are, I mean, you may go through the rest of your 30 years of your life and not find your so-called so niche or passion yeah. because you're not giving enough time to actually discover. Right. Mm. You know, so you, you need to sort of walk through the path a little bit longer. La. So yeah. I would say six months to a year is probably the minimum right. before you're making judgments about, yeah, this is really not for me. Mm. Again, yeah. expectation. Are you, did yeah. you go into the job uh, expecting mm. no resistance at all? Yeah. Sure. Because there's sure. no growth that is comfortable, sure. you know? Sure. Wow, okay. So, But also, look, one more point, <laughs> uh, okay, which go. is the idea that opportunity Opportunities. I mean, it, it, you you need to pay your dues, like, You know. So mm. I think in most industries and organizations, with maybe a few exceptions, I mean, you, you're not gonna get to the fun stuff or the exciting stuff, so to speak. I mean, until you go through, you know, quite a long time of learning curve. So whether it's accounting, you know, three first, I mean, most accountants or chartered accountants talk about the first three years as almost yeah. like slave labor oh, yeah. while they're making their chartered accountantship and then, yeah. you know, they push through. I mean, same thing with yeah. teaching, same thing with education, same thing with business, same thing with a lot of things, yeah. uh, event management, yeah. media, you know, I mean, advertising. I mean, the, the first few years are tough. And I mm. think that's why it's about going in and talking to mentors and 
leaders mm. and advisors who have gone through that first seven, eight, nine, ten years, and they can tell mm. you, look, this is a normal curve. Mm. The first few years, this is what you expect. And mm. I think good companies do that. Good companies, they will actually give you that guidance to say, yeah. you've got yeah. to look at the bigger picture. The first couple of years is going to be this. You're going to concentrate on this. You're going to build up your skills. Mm. It's going to be difficult, but it's still important because without that foundation, you're right. not going to be able to, you know, push through. So, so it's about, I think, understanding the lie of the land for an industry. Mm. I mean, yeah. to, to use an analogy of hiking, right? So climbing up Kinabalu is different from Tahan, different from Gasing, different from Gunung Nuang. Yeah. I mean, and usually okay. a good guide will sit you down and say, okay, this is the three-day expedition. Right. This is what you expect on the first day, second day, third day. And I think when people have that longer idea of okay okay i get it so yeah. i mean the first three hours are going to be absolute hell yeah but i i i expect that already that mm. makes a huge difference that's right i agree to yeah. be, be able to climb gunung tahan if not i mean nobody is going to survive within the first three four yeah. hours yeah yeah, you yeah know, you, so, so just you, getting yeah. a sense you don't of that. climb yep. kinabalu not knowing how much it's going to kill you yeah. yes yeah. that's right. why i'm not going to climb yeah. kinabalu <laughs> Um, okay, <laughs> just know, know these things, right? Yeah. I think this yes. is a good wrap yes. up. We've went through everything from toxics, quote unquote. Now mm. we know toxic mindsets, mm. usually not from other people but ourselves. Going into uh, entitlements and passion, and uh, man, we've. Bl- I feel like we could have just kept on going because yeah. this is barely scratching the surface on mm. things. Mingyu, do you have any notes before we we, um, we wrap it as up? I feel like a lot of the questions that we we, we, we we talked about and a lot of, I guess, the situations that, you know, are unfavorable in our sort of perspective. Mm. Um, I, I like the way that you presented it, that there's always, number one, there's a choice, right? Mm. And secondly, that I think a lot of these things that we're not happy with comes from, uh, I feel like it's a perception, projection kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right, like, like, ask ourselves what what really is not, not making us happy, and then what can we do about it? I love the locus of control, mm-hmm. and for everyone who's listening to this, I feel like there is, uh, it's a very good exercise for you to kind of think about what you can and can't do yeah. uh, in your current situation, which will help you a lot. I feel because you know sometimes you feel helpless, but then you realize actually you can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Right. So, do you have any yeah. send off notes to the fellow listeners? No pain, no gain, man. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I think whatever right. whatever pathway you choose in life, I, I mean, so look, yeah, we, we yeah. are not anti-passion or dreams or goals. Yeah. We're just saying that, I mean, to get to that good stuff, you have to understand whatever pathway you take. I mean, you go to any company in the world, yeah, in yeah. any industry, there's going to be some pain involved, yeah. some challenge involved. And yeah. you, you just have to, I think, toughen up and be resilient yeah, yeah. and push through that. That's true. Uh, but having said that, like I say, if you're in a company that you've hated and it's driving you crazy, then do something I would right. say yeah. Yeah, you're free to leave, you know? Yeah. Right. I, why, yeah. why are you there in the first place yeah. oh my gosh thank you so much Dr. Go for thank this for episode being, thank you for being uh, the most intellectual person ever in this, <laughs> yeah, in this right, place oh, horrible, yeah. right, you know? I mean Tigers guys if you are listening in to this mm-hmm. and if you want Dr. Go come back uh, yes. yeah just tag us and do this we'll, we'll do this again and maybe we'll even dive in depth into well Other passion and, yeah. and proper topics you know we don't try and blaze things through uh I hope you enjoy yourselves. Thanks for listening. If you guys want more Table Talk, we've got a host of other videos and podcasts on our Spotify and YouTube. Mm. We'll see you in the next one. Have a great week. See ya.